0: So Rachel Yeah the crew of the Enterprise encounters a flamboyant space rogue. Ooh. While Data tries to learn humor from a holographic comedian. Oh Oh dear. (laughs) What do you think you're going to get?
1: Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Hoping there'll be music in this episode. Uh, It'll be a Cyrano Jones equivalent, let's say, in a one-person vessel that breaks. mm -hmm. I'm guessing the comedian scenes will be unfunny. There must be a threat as well in there. The space rogues causing problems in engineering due to disabling the crew or meddling.
0: I wish it were Cyrano Jones. (laughs) Watches Star Trek? Captain's log, Stardate 424-02.7. We are traveling in the Omega Sagittarius system, traversing between twin planets that form the coalition of Medina. Both worlds are populated by a humanoid race, which colonized the planets two centuries ago, and which now coexist under a precarious but successful treaty welcome to the first show of 2021 happy new year thank you
1: for being with us throughout the train wreck that was 2020 there's a promise of a new day the promise 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 of of a new new day day. any predictions chris
0: no i think it'll be better than 2020 but you you never can't tell with these things
1: you got any resolutions for the year
0: Uh, just try and make better content. Okay. I don't know what that means exactly. (laughs) Also, I just want folks to know that we did a live play of the role-playing game Boldly Go, which we released on Christmas for a wide general audience. And if you haven't checked it out, it's going to be free for everybody. It's normally our bonus content, but we went over an hour and 10 minutes. So we thought we'd share it with the world.
1: Yeah, we figured our lovely patrons would be happy to gift this one at Christmas to everybody.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I think it was really fun and people seem to like it. I edited it because I don't like it when live games aren't edited because there's a lot of dead space. So there is no dead space. A
1: story, a radio play of sorts.
0: It is almost a radio play of sorts, isn't it?
1: Well, my resolution is to be focused more focused this year so focused that I become a beam of light
0: oh geez
1: <laughs> oh that's the end goal anyway
0: transcendence okay so get ready for that I'm I'm ready well you know what I'm Unfortunately ready for is this episode.
1: Um, (laughs) Let's get it over with. It
0: is called the Outrageous Okana.
1: Not outrageous enough.
0: Not even kind of, really. (laughs) So it begins with the Enterprise traveling to the Omega Segita system. It has two planets in it with humanoids living on both planets. And there is some kind of treaty going on there. The Enterprise discovers a broken down freighter, the Erstwhile, commanded by Captain Thadian Okana.
1: He's got a lovely curtain, shiny hair, Uh and a pretty face. Yeah.
0: Handsome. He's good looking.
1: Don't think this double suits him particularly. Oh, right. He's got a space pirate vibe going on. Yeah. It's kind of leathery. He's Mm -hmm. got straps on. It's working for him. Yeah. Unfortunately. Turn to the side. What is that doing there? (laughs) A long... Rat's tail. <laughs> and how did they attach it to his hair? He must have had a mullet, must not
0: he? I think he had kind of longer-ish hair, and then they just attached a ponytail to it. It's, and kind of braided it. It's terrible. It takes Oof. away from
1: any charm oh, me. Oh my gosh.
0: Not attractive. I don't even think that was attractive in the 80s. Deanna reads him and seems to think he is a rogue. <laughs> and I guess... She means that he plays by his own rules and doesn't respect authority.
1: Yeah. And this is all based on seeing him on the view screen, of
0: course. But as the episode plays out, he just seems like he's kind of horny. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. that's it, really.
1: He doesn't seem particularly flamboyant. They'd already had the new romantics by then. Yeah. Which I'm sure they thought were flamboyant in the 80s. But eh, personality-wise, he's not, is he? Not really. Just a bit of a headnest, I guess. Only a bit, though. A bit. A
0: a (laughs) very small bit.
1: Yeah, he's no Serena Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Picard offers to help him repair his ship, and he agrees. Beaming over to the Enterprise, O'Connor has this hex-shaped thing that is the burned-out part he needs repairing. He asks if they can fix it, but they tell him their tech is not something he would understand, but he just loves to watch. So Riker (laughs) agrees to that.
0: (laughs) I wish he loved to watch. I wish there was something a bit scandalous about him because there really isn't. But when they beam him aboard, the transporter operator is Lieutenant Robinson. They don't say her name actually in the episode, but in the script, why are you telling us? It's Robinson because she's played by Terry Hatcher. Mm Who becomes kind of a big deal. She was in Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, for yeah. many years, which yeah. was a huge show, and Desperate Housewives.
1: Yes. They she- must have a one hot woman quota in season two. Yeah. Only allowed in engineering.
0: One hot woman per episode. Yeah. She is quite attractive. Yeah, yeah. Even with her 80s hair.
1: Sexiness point? Oh, yeah. O'Connor saddles up to her and starts hitting on her. She's dubious at first, but melts by his charm. <laughs> he was a bit charming, but she hasn't seen him from the back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All the side. (laughs) Uh, This is the episode where people tell you how you're supposed to feel. (laughs) This guy is charming. This thing is funny. (laughs) It's really annoying.
1: That's such a good point. That really
0: captures the whole Uh, episode, I'm afraid. I mean, he's kind of charming, but not the kind of charming where a woman is on duty and a dude starts (laughs) creeping on her. And she's like, oh, okay," (laughs) in front of her commanding officer.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, like I know, we rudely joke about Bev being thirsty all the time, but we're only joking. Not every woman is supposed to be that thirsty that <laughs> it just takes one look
0: for it. <laughs> a dude talks to her for like two seconds and she's ready for it.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't I don't get it. I, I mean, it. I'm not trying to sex shame anybody here. No,
1: no, go for it, but not when you're on duty.
0: And also maybe they're just really sexually open people and yeah. like they just like it. Yeah. Doing oh, it as much. Oh, that's
1: all right. I mean good, we haven't seen any them. evidence of that, but
0: no we haven't sure. data takes okana down to engineering and engineering laforge is looking at the damaged part with okana he's worried about some of the modifications because he says you know i can't repair this if it goes off again and george's like oh you're not gonna have to repair this this is mm-hmm. gonna last way longer than your ship
1: you got a love a warranty like that haven't you
0: yeah george <laughs> notes that it looks like okana Pushes his ship hard and past its limits, and Okana says, "I'm forced to add a measure of flamboyancy and zest to the doldrum of my existence."
1: <laughs> telling us he's telling us
0: <laughs> flamboyant, not showing us. <laughs> 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 Later, Wesley, Data, and Okana are walking down a corridor. Wesley is super into Okada. He's just beaming at him and smiling, I guess, because <laughs> yeah. he's cool. Yeah. But really, the writers just wrote, hey, Wesley's really into him, even though mm. we haven't seen anything that Okana has done to make us think he is cool.
1: Yeah. Ugh. He is a bit cool compared to them.
0: Oh, I guess. Yeah. Just a little more laid back. Is that really yeah. cool? Is that mm. what cool means? So Okana asks Data about being an android. Have you ever been cold? No warm, then? No. What about drunk ever do that? From alcohol. That is not possible for me, sir. Biddy. What about love? The act or the emotion? They're both the same. I believe that statement to be inaccurate, sir. Maybe. Life is like loading twice your cargo weight onto your spacecraft. If it's canaries, and you can keep half of them flying all of the time, You're all right. I doubt that statement is entirely accurate either, sir. Accurate? That was a joke I just told you.
1: This is one of just several examples of people gaslighting data about humour in this episode. I don't get that joke about the canaries. Yeah, Is it even a joke? Is it just saying you're carrying ten canaries, make five of them fly all the time, it's like you're not carrying any canaries. But that's not a joke, is it? That's just physics.
0: That's (laughs) (laughs) what... Well, it's not physics. It's being... It's, the joke is that that wouldn't work.
1: Oh, right. Why not?
0: Because... Would their
1: mass still be on the ship if they were flying?
0: Of course. <laughs> their mass is still there.
1: But they're not exerting any gravity if they're not sitting on the floor.
0: But there's no gravity. It's space. So it doesn't oh, right. matter.
1: So is it funny then?
0: It's... It's not funny. <laughs> it's a joke. It's just a lame joke.
1: It, well, God. It's He's joking.
0: What? He's not being serious. Right. And I think that's what he means by it. But it comes off as being just terrible and i <laughs> i feel bad for data because people keep telling him stuff is funny this episode and is not funny.
1: i know i feel so bad for him
0: okana makes a detour and goes into robinson's room she's wearing this silky dress and she just kind of starts making out with him
1: you <laughs> <laughs> obviously really like silk he's so
0: charming is he is he well they're showing us that he's charming. Yes. Well at least they're showing it attractive, now. Attractive yeah, attractive woman is wanting a Mac on him.
1: Don't know why it's relevant to the story.
0: She does not wait. She was on duty, I'm guessing a few hours. Mm. She got right off duty it's like, I'm done, I'm in my skibbies. Yeah,
1: time for a date.
0: Let's well a date. Well <laughs> I think some hot loving or ramen. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever well, would, she's into. You? you
1: would just uh, cut that ponytail off while you're mid <laughs> flow. <laughs> Really got a problem with it. In Engineering, Riker and Geordie are talking about O'Connor with a bit of joking around. Wesley wants to know what they think of O'Connor and Riker says he's a guy who likes his freedom. He tells Wesley that one day he'll have to make a choice about the way he wants to live his life. And Wesley says, I already have. Mm. He's already decided he's going to bang a bunch of people or something <laughs>
0: no he's gonna stay on the enterprise, <laughs> the enterprise and not be a space pirate
1: i bet wesley thinks that he's gonna just be a one person guy at his age his uh, innocence oh i see yeah probably just he's gonna he's gonna get married and, yeah yeah
0: he's gonna meet a girl they're gonna date they're gonna get married they're gonna have kids oh
1: we know he's into we girls. know he
0: likes girls and yeah there's episodes later that he's got a few romantic interests all right data troubled by his joke detection abilities decides to go to 10 forward and talk to Guinan for advice
1: And this is based on that guy's joke. Yeah. That was barely even a joke. What is going on here, writers? (laughs) Did they just put insert joke in the script and then forget to come up with one?
0: I don't know. They've got two comedians in this episode. Two really famous comedians at the time, Joe Piscopo and Whoopi Goldberg.
1: Oh, right. Of course. She's a comedian. (laughs) That really gets lost in this.
0: (laughs) Yes. So badly. You would think that she would have got involved in the script writing. Oh, my God. God. But I'm pretty positive she did not.
1: Oh, that makes it so much worse. It does. It's terrible. Oh, now I just feel Well, Well, so you know, drained. she's busy.
0: She was doing <laughs> other things at the time. So she probably rolled in, had her script, learned her lines, did her performance, got out of there. But you know. how
1: did they let that happen? Why uh, wasn't she in the writer's team for the
0: episode? Getting actors to write, you're getting into logistics there. Like she's <laughs> got to be paid for writing. It can get complicated. <laughs> Don't do the storyline then. Unless you've got a real comedian writing material for you. Yeah.
1: Or couldn't they just throw in traditional jokes so that at least we understood they were trying to say this joke is universally understood to be funny to many people. Yeah. Data doesn't find it funny. No, I guess they had to have them all be jokes that no one thought were funny.
0: (laughs) So he could work out why they were funny. They do have jokes in there that are typical jokes, but they're the jokes that they have data tell. And then when Guinan here in the scene, she tells a joke. And it's not funny. No. You're a droid and I'm annoyed.
1: Yeah, I'm annoyed. And then they have to explain that that means I'm humanoid.
0: But it also means that she is annoyed, as in she's bothered by him. And yeah, but that's, she's not. It's got a double meaning. But it's not funny.
1: No. And you have to explain it. Well, and even then it's not funny.
0: Yeah, there is a real lack of understanding of comedy here. For some reason, that everybody just lets it slip by. That things are generally funny because they're unexpected, but they're unexpected in a way that fits. Sometimes random stuff is funny, but generally yeah. isn't. Like if somebody just goes wacka wacka wacka, what is that? That's not funny. Mm-hmm. But if there is a setup where that whack wacka means something, and then it comes in at a time that you don't expect it, then it's a balance.
1: That's balanced... part of it, isn't it? It's so complex.
0: It's so complex, and it's subjective, which is uh-huh. something that they. Don't say this
1: whole episode. The comedian just say that once, actually.
0: He does say it.
1: It's about what you find funny, personally. Right. Yeah, so what that, you find funny. at least that's something.
0: But they should be focusing on that because it's totally subjective. I have conversations with my friends where two of us watched a show. We just thought, oh, I love that show. It's hilarious. A third friend just said, nope, mm-hmm. don't think it's funny. That's it.
1: There's so much to it. So many different nuances to what is funny. I could never understand that humans have been trying to understand for millennia oh yeah sure it's a complex thing but they made it even more confusing and complex yes by throwing in all these jokes that weren't even jokes that data was then gaslighted
0: well, they, about they are technically jokes oh, they've got setups and punchlines. they're right. just not, not funny, funny jokes or they're really old jokes or they're corny jokes
1: and it makes the characters unlikable
0: yes that's the worst crime yeah. of yeah I think it's funny when Data tells jokes and Guinan is like, mm, that's not funny, because it isn't funny, but then when she comes up and goes, okay, here's a joke, and then she tells it, that's not funny, mm. and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, you got the blind lead the blind here,
1: yeah. this sucks. Yeah, yeah, and she's being so negative with it.
0: Yeah, she recommends that Data consults a higher power, the ship's computer. <laughs>
1: Data goes to the holodeck and he programs in a 20th century comedy lounge. It's called Karnak Comedy Cabaret. He selects a comic named Ronald B. Moore, who's actually the name of one of the designers on the show.
0: You only see his name up on the screen when Data's going through the list of comedians yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's nice. So the comedian is played, as I said, by Joe Piscopo. He was from Saturday Night Live and he came on with Eddie Murphy. That whole season of Saturday Night Live was not well liked and they booted the entire cast except for Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. His career was kind of starting to wane at this point. He got super into bodybuilding, which was sort of weird things, but he used to be like a skinny comedian dude. I remember him being in this movie called Dead Heat with Treat Williams, which was about cops and zombies. And I remember I liked it a lot. Don't know if it holds up now, but as a kid, I thought it was great.
1: That person's first name is Treat?
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <That was> lovely. <laughs> and I think that movie came out the same year as this episode.
1: But I liked him. I really bought him as a club comedian, and mm-hmm. I liked his rapport with Data. Why all his references were so old? That's TNG for you. Everything has to be 20th century, but then they also make it 1960s Yeah. references, I guess.
0: Yeah. He tries to show data what comedy is, and he does this impersonation of Jerry Lewis. You didn't even know who Jerry Lewis was. No. And I don't think anybody now knows. I only know who Jerry Lewis is because my dad was a big Jerry Lewis fan. Yeah. Loved Jerry Lewis. And fun fact, Jerry Lewis was supposed to play this part on the episode, but oh, they had right. scheduling conflicts. So Joe Piscopo stepped in and they kept this bit with him doing the Jerry Lewis bit in the script to kind of pay homage to the fact that they were going to actually have Jerry Lewis doing his shtick. Yeah. But the whole thing is a bit bizarre and a bit of a train wreck.
1: Well, I liked it. But then I've never seen Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> it just woke me up a bit when he did it.
0: <laughs> ha! Ooh! I be short for a moment your boy could you say hi- oh! Mr. Robot, would you like to come up? I and am an, an right? android. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Mr. Android, here, here, Keith, put him in your mouth. Go, come up, Mr. Where did he go? Where did, where did Mr. Robot, Mr. Mr. Robot, here, try if you would. we go. You do? Uh, ha! Ha! No! He's so sorry! Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Ha! Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Ha-ha-ha! Ha-ha! 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 ha ha that is considered to be funny? Actually, you brought the house down, do you, Nick? You know, at this point, I was laughing. And I was sort of laughing at the fact that it was a kind of a train wreck. I was still laughing. Like, the absurdity. So, yeah.
1: The transcript on Chicote. I always like it when they bring their own opinions into it. says, the comic goes back on stage and does a Jerry Lewis impression. Stupid noises, unintelligible speech with protruding teeth, knocking over the microphone, all that stupid rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> It's sweet when Data says he wants to involve himself in other people's laughter. That is his whole motivation yeah. for this. And I get that completely. Of course. And that's what children do often, isn't it? And our son Albert particularly yeah. is really <laughs> interested in what's funny. He's funny. He's he a funny is. guy. But yeah. he really loves the feedback of getting laughter. And then he'll try the same thing again and doesn't realize that it's not funny the
0: second time. Right, yeah. So Data goes back to 10 forward and tells Guinan a joke. Guy walks
1: into the doctor's office. The doctor tells him you need an operation. The guy says, "I want a second opinion." The doctor says, "Okay, you're ugly too, but on boom." I thought he did great with it. Yeah,
0: but nothing from Guyden. <laughs> yeah. nothing.
1: I know it's an old joke, but his deadpan delivery as data yeah. is perfect for something like that.
0: I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got this character of authority saying that it's not funny. It's just like screw yeah. you. <laughs> Fortunately, he is called to the bridge the Enterprise has encountered a ship much smaller than the Enterprise, and it's armed only with lasers, which can't even penetrate the navigational shields, which I believe are the shields that just kind of generally protect the ship from debris in space or anything like that.
1: What would the lasers be for? And they could only get things on the ground?
0: If the ship wasn't as advanced as the Enterprise, it would hurt the ship. I think these people are even pre-warp because they're all within their own system.
1: Oh, well, you better not mess then.
0: But they do (laughs) mess. The captain of the ship is called Deben. He says that the Enterprise... Is in their territory and they better do what they're supposed to do. And they are also harboring a known criminal, Okana, who has committed crimes against the planet of Atlik.
1: Ah, now we see. Just then another ship shows up, very similar to the first, commanded by Captain kushel of the planet Straleb, who also wants Okana for crimes. Two ships? Now we're turning the screw! <laughs> <laughs> Cross the streets.
0: Picard wants Okana up on the bridge and Worf says that he's been in a lot of different crew quarters the whole time he's been there, (laughs) which is fine.
1: Remember when Worf said we should restrict his access to the ship? Yeah. (laughs) And then no one did.
0: They're restricting his access to other people's quarters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Picard says to go get him and Worf goes down to yet another lady's quarters and she's dressed all sexy. And then Okana and her make out in front of Worf, Hmm. which is a very strange scene because Worf comes down and says hey, you got to come up to the bridge. Something's going down. And he's like, hey, just a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the head of security. I'm an officer on this ship. I won't make out in front of, come on. Obviously, something serious is going on. This is yeah. not appropriate. It's
1: only a little kiss, Chris. It's only a few seconds, isn't it? <laughs> There's always time for a kiss.
0: His behavior I don't mind his behavior at all. That makes sense. They're all
1: consenting adults. They're
0: all consenting adults. That's one of the more forward-thinking things about this episode is nobody sex shames, and that's cool. Yeah, that's true. But the Wolf is
1: forced to watch and wait
0: <laughs> while this goes on. It just seems kind of disrespectful that this woman who's in Starfleet would be like, something important's going on. I care about the, the safety of the ship oh quick you better go give him a peck on the lips and then slap him on the booty and get him cut out of off there cut his ponytail but and she... send him on his way <laughs> <laughs> but she like full on makes out in front of Wharf. it's just weird yeah well
1: they're not women from Starfleet other than just women who've been well, planted I, in there to be sex objects as I, usual. Yeah, they're
0: supposed to be I, I, they're supposed to be women from Starfleet so it's just weird and inappropriate then Worf gets in his face a bit and he's, eh, you know, they're looking at each <laughs> other and it's real tense and Snarling. Worf kind of says like, oh yeah, give it a try I'd like to go, but I can't because <laughs> we got to get you to the bridge and it totally it sounds like... It seems like a
1: bit of the script was missing there. As well.
0: <laughs> it does. Well, it sounds kind of dirty. It sounds Ooh. like Worf wants to get an on. Auto- they're nice. implying that they're going to fight for some reason, I guess, for dominance or whatever. It also seems like Worf actually wants to have sex with him. Now but- I'm interested. <laughs> Finally, O'Connor gets up to the bridge and he says he can't explain what's going on. And Picard's like, well, why not? He's like, eh, I just can't. So Picard asks Deben what this crime O'Connor supposedly committed. And then he pulls up his pregnant daughter, who he just has with him, I guess, on a ship.
1: Kuschel says O'Connor stole the jewel of Thesea, which, like you, Chris, is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Picard realized whichever leader O'Connor is handed over to will then start a war with the other. So he decides to help O'Connor find refuge. It's not our business to arbitrate, says Picard, which is sadly my favorite part of the episode.
0: <laughs> it seemed
1: so reasonable.
0: Okay. So kind of chance with Wesley saying that he's tired of moving around and has declared to take a stand.
1: Mm-hmm. Why do they keep putting him with Wesley? I guess he's supposed to be the cool rider, older brother.
0: I guess because Wesley can just you know, Swoon. fall over him. yeah. And it just shows, look how cool this look guy is. Look how cool is. and charming
1: and as she is. But wouldn't it have been cool to have some kind of interactions where he's trying to convince Wesley that being on your own, being captain of your own ship is the way to go versus being part of a team, being a smaller cog in the machine? Yeah. Something like that.
0: That'd be cool. Just concepts. That would be a neat concept mm. to have. Just talk about the idea of being free and... Some of the drawbacks of being in Starfleet is you don't get to decide what ship you're on, what, where you go. All these things happen. Yep. These, these choices are made for you. I make my own choices. Just
1: and... look at this rad outfit you, you <laughs> two could can... <laughs> <laughs> wear That is. would be great. Yeah.
0: So he goes to Picard and says, I'm going to turn myself in, allowing the Enterprise to be a neutral meeting place for both parties to settle their claims
1: and allowing them to save up for another $200,000 set.
0: Oh, jeez. So the two dads, a son and a daughter, are assembled. Did you see where this story was going?
1: I wasn't invested enough oh, okay. to, no, yeah. did
0: you? I watched this episode when I was a kid, so <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, think I saw it coming. Yeah. So both dads are angry with Okana. He knocked up my daughter, he stole my jewel. The daughter is just angry in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Fabulous hair. Another home run for the maternity costumer. Oh, yeah. Incomprehensibly bad acting. An ADR, I think.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: But why? Was it worse than that before? (laughs) And what was that accent? I don't know. It's kind of like someone doing an English accent who's American, but why would you?
0: I don't know. Well, here, listen to this.
1: Wait. Since all of you believe O'Connor is the father of this child, then so be it. I'll marry you.
0: No. You can't. Yes, I can. O'Connor? Is still a thief. No, he's not. Nothing has been stolen. The jewel of Thesia has been taken into custody by its rightful heir. Me. I was to give it to Yanar as our pledge of marriage. Marriage? Yanar is carrying my child. Oh. You said it was O'Connor's.
1: If I told you it was Zan, you would have gone to war with his father. So I let you believe it was O'Connor.
0: See how a man gets a reputation? If I had told you that I was giving the jewel to Devon's daughter, you'd have disowned me.
1: Now we're hearing some truth. Good one, Troy. (laughs) Glad you're there. Someone's obviously told this actress or she's decided that she's playing it as a petulant toddler or something. Uh, Stropping around with their anger turned up to 11.
0: Ugh, this is not good. Picard invokes the prime directive to wash his hands of the whole mess.
1: Cute song. I found a girl lying dead in a mine And I want to bring her back to life It wouldn't take me long to do my son tripped into some flowers. Now the fit blondes want to kill him. I'd rather beam him up with the crew. But there's Picard rising to his feet. He's gonna make another speech. Oh, baby. to help her play Grace. It was okay to fix their ship, so I made space methadone. I told Jean-Luc to save Famke from false diplomatic marriage. Turns out she wanted to bone. But now he's given her up to keep two worlds at peace. Good riddance, keep your hands off my John luc
0: Oh boy, what a classic.
1: Hey, was that the debut of the new Prime Directive song? Data creates a holodeck comedy scenario, this time with Guinan. She tells the holo-comedian that Data killed the whole joke earlier. Man, No,
0: he didn't.
1: She's taken a turn this episode.
0: Yeah, it's just she's not well-written. She's great.
1: The comedian realises she's a joyless person and suggests (laughs) a proper audience for Data. (laughs) He seems like much more of an ally The seats are filled with an early 90s crowd
0: Back to the debacle with Okana mm-hmm. He's now attempting to act Opposite the woman playing Yanar mm. Doing some bad stuff back and forth <laughs> He's sick of passing their messages Get on with the whole thing mm-hmm. Benzin proposes to her Nobody uh, cares
1: Yeah, zero investment <laughs> in this
0: Then the dads start arguing about Where the couple is going to live once they're married
1: It's my grandson, no it's my grandson Etc. In-laws, eh? Oh, boy. Back on the holodeck.
0: Data's in a tuxedo over his uniform, strangely.
1: <laughs> looks very nice. He's been introduced very nicely by the holo-comedian.
0: Yeah. Joe Pisco gives him a hug, you know, right as he gets on, and he looks very uncomfortable with it. That's yeah. funny. I like that. Yeah. That's good. And then he comes out, and he starts telling some jokes. Good evening, ladies and giants. <laughs>
1: from a town so small we had a fraction for a zip code you made a living doing this (laughs) yes i did (laughs) did you or are you a hologram created today (laughs) they got confused Uh, just (laughs) the real guy versus character yeah brent does a great job with all this he's got good comic timing presumably the reason we keep having this storyline is because he thinks he's a good comedian
0: i think it's interesting. We're jumping ahead on all of this stuff here. We'll we'll be quick on our concepts because we're actually talking about concepts during the, the episode. I think what's interesting about data is that it's a reflection of us. And so... The concept of what is funny and what is comedy and what's laughter about. like That's interesting to try and explore mm-hmm. that and understand that. And they're using Data as a tool to be able to do that. They're doing a terrible yeah, job of they're it. They're
1: ill-equipped to do it.
0: But I think that's interesting. I think Brent Spiner's funny. I like this stuff. He's when not D- actually
1: funny, is he? I what? don't laugh, but then I don't imagine anyone doing it better.
0: But I think it's amusing to see Data telling lame granddad jokes.
1: Yeah, I like watching it. I so, just don't laugh. anyway the audience starts laughing at too many things anything he says and does and this bums data out his feelings include dejection (laughs) disappointment realization and sadness data asks the computer to erase the audience as well as the comic oh and bitterness (laughs) (laughs) considering he has no emotions ganon assures data that being able to laugh or make people laugh is not the be-all and end-all of being human Data agrees, but notes that there's nothing more uniquely human. That is a nice interchange there. Yeah, that yeah, is. At the end of a terrible sure. episode. It just bummed me out, though. Yeah, What a weird, cruel carry-on.
0: Yeah. There's some good episodes about Data's inhumanity later on, which I think are great
1: measure of a man all I've heard is it's amazing
0: it's good I don't know anything but that comes up soon but there's one where you get a creepy feeling from Data in a good way oh he is different he doesn't have these things he's not like us yeah and I think that's really interesting because so much of Star Trek is about how much he is like us Mm
1: -hmm. true you want to focus how cute he is
0: finding things in common is good but also having differences is also really good anyway we wrap it up on the bridge Okana says bye to the crew for his repaired ship then we have to sit through this (laughs) Say goodbye, Data. Goodbye, Data. (laughs) Was that funny? Accessing. Huh. Burns and Allen, Roxy Theater, New York City, 1932. It still works. Then there was the one about the girl in the nudist colony that nothing looked good on. We're ready to get underway, sir. Take my wharf, please. Warp speed, sir. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Take my warp. Take my warp. Please. Concepts.
1: <laughs> the concept is it's hard to understand comedy or be funny, which was realized very poorly, but mm-hmm. is in itself an interesting concept for data to explore. Mm-hmm. I only wish they'd either not done it because they realized they couldn't do a good job of it, or had a team of comedians come in and assist. Mm -hmm. An android who wishes to understand experience and replicate human experience? Mm -hmm. But where's Geordie? Engineering. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been a nice encouraging person to have involved, although he doesn't laugh at data's jokes either, does he? It was a star-crossed lover's thing, thrown in the blender with a roguish guy who brings nothing to the table, frankly. It's a buffet with nothing I want to eat. And it's a cold one. (laughs) Three out of ten. Uh,
0: There was an interesting concept I said about his sexuality. The fact that he is promiscuous, but... Mm -hmm. I think that they're showing that specifically in this episode. Everybody on the Enterprise is cool with it. Picard even says that at one point. He's like, oh, I don't mind that he's been in other people's rooms. I just need to Mm. know what's going on. Yeah. He talks about how dated the aliens are because they're so hung up on this fatherhood thing and this dishonor. And they're talking some pretty forward thinking sexuality points here in this episode. But it's all buried underneath this yeah that was an stuff.
1: interesting concept when it came up and we didn't touch on that
0: they call him a rogue Okana mm. he's not really roguey I, w- I wanted him doing some wacky stuff
1: yeah finicking it up a bit
0: <laughs> like maybe being sexual in I guess it's the 80s so you can't really push <laughs> things that far
1: but he could have been up to all sorts of mischief on this ship just to shake things up because he likes a reaction or likes to yeah, mess.
0: just to be fun. Yeah. But he really was kind of not fun. And he was actually yeah. quite honorable.
1: Yeah, I suppose that was supposed to be the twist. You can yeah. assume that he has knocked this person up and then yeah. buggered off. But actually, he was the one passing love notes between them all. And keeping
0: their secret. That was kind of a big deal. Wish uh, I cared. I didn't care at all. And it was a mess. Two out of ten.
1: Ooh, ouchies. Yeah. Entertainment. The worst actor on Star Trek since Alternative Factor. <laughs> perhaps worse than. <laughs> and we've seen a lot of sick bay earning challenges. We have. If you're doing an episode about comedy, maybe make it funny. Yeah. Brent did the best with what he had. The pacing of bouncing between the two storylines was okay. Yeah. Just throw them a bone, I
0: guess. The pacing was fine with this yeah. episode. I wasn't ever bored. I just thought it was dumb.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Guinan was written as a killjoy and it bummed me out that all of those interactions did the whole storyline was a downer really Mm -hmm. I loved your point earlier that they tell you how to feel and think in this episode this is charming, this is funny and it mm, just wasn't points for it being a data episode I enjoy watching whatever Brent does and the guy was trying his best to be charming with the way it was written I guess, Mm. 3 out of 10
0: Ah, oh, I'll give it a four out of 10 because I was mm-hmm. never bored. There was dumb stuff in there that annoyed me, but I still was engaged, so I'll give it a four.
1: Yeah, I guess it'll be somewhat memorable. Yeah, It was just that it made me feel uncomfortable and sad. <laughs> it sure
0: did. Yeah. Uh, sexiness.
1: Great haircut on her and mm-hmm. maternity dress was gorgeous. Yeah. Shame about his ponytail. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Troy and Data looked great. Mm-hmm. People snogging. Lots of sexy stuff going on around the ship. False teeth. <laughs> three point five.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it three point five. Sounds about right. I, I always hate giving half because four seems like too much, but three doesn't.
1: That's what the half's for.
0: Feel like enough. Stupid experts.
1: Worf said, "Better give him restricted access than no one did." So he was spreading his seed far and wide. Well, hold on.
0: Now, restricted access doesn't mean restricted, as in like he's stuck in one room. It just means that there are certain sections of the ship that he can't go to.
1: But that's not a thing, as we found out a couple of episodes ago. That rich guy yeah. just came up in the turbo lift to the bridge.
0: Because they didn't limit access. Yeah. Limited access. Yeah. So meaning he can't get into their computers. He can't get into engineering. He can't get into the weapon systems. But he's allowed to go walk around and have sex with people.
1: Because that's there downtime and
0: that they can do whatever do they, want, they want. want yeah yeah
1: well fair enough then i'll take that off picard was wise to stay out of it as much as he could gynon and Akano were terrible at giving comedy advice <laughs> so then is data a stupid expert for taking their opinions so much to heart
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> they weren't supposed to be experts in that area no, of course but yeah you'd think he'd know
0: yeah there's got to be somebody on board that people think is funny and he mm. should go talk to that person yeah there should be a new character that would require the writers to actually write somebody that was funny well
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna give it one out of five but maybe it's zero out of five you know who are the experts one. here
0: i think one's fair one nobody's there
1: to be a comedy expert are no. they? apart from the comedian was supposed
0: to be. yeah
1: yeah one so your guesses there was no music
0: mm-hmm. but yes
1: he was a kind of cyrano jones type in a one-person vessel that mm-hmm. breaks
0: yeah you got that totally right yeah,
1: yeah. I was right, the comedian scenes would be unfunny, but there wasn't an additional threat. No. Not bad, though.
0: Not bad, for me. they did good, yeah. Let's thank some patrons. Yeah.
1: Welcome, Lieutenant Commander Maureen Yu, the fastest promotion wow. in you sure Watch's Star Trek history. <laughs> she just shot up through the ranks <laughs> in a couple of days.
0: Yeah. It's that good. Oh, hey, we've got Lieutenant Lord Rancid.
1: Welcome. And Lieutenant L. Manny. Welcome to you all and thank you.
0: I just want to say congratulations on three years for mm. a few of these individuals here.
1: Thank you for your service.
0: Ensign Leprawan.
1: Yeah. Lieutenant Mikkel Shklaney.
0: Lieutenant Jeremy Butel.
1: Lieutenant Commander Greggie.
0: Lieutenant Tony Penny.
1: Ensign Alexis Thapp.
0: And Lieutenant Patrick Ferguson.
1: Happy three years and thank you.
0: Yes. Uh, next week we are going back to Discovery.
1: Oh, are we? okay?
0: We don't have a what's next on Discovery because they didn't make those.
1: Oh. So mm-hmm. just look it up.
0: Just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> And this episode we actually finally get to the discovery Finally Finally get to the actual ship discovery and you're gonna find out some interesting things.
1: Good Happy New Year everybody.
0: Happy New Year
1: uh, A little bit of advice set yourself an achievable goal and you know just meet it over the year something that's in your control yeah. whether it's watching all of Star Trek, Or uh, making a little model out of some paste. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Yeah. And with that, I'm Rachel Lackey.
0: And I'm Chris Lackey, and you've been listening to Rachel Watches Star Trek. Watches Star Trek